0: You are listening to the Advisor Solutions Podcast, episode 91. Welcome to the Advisor Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Dan Finley, president of Advisor Solutions. Have you ever wondered if great leaders are born or made? Well, I believe that anyone can be a great leader if they at first understand themselves and second, understand what motivates others to want to follow them. But do you understand yourself? In other words, do you understand your leadership style, which is the way that you lead others? Most likely, you don't. And if so, know this. You are not alone. Most financial advisors, insurance agents, wholesalers, branch managers, and even agency managers don't understand their leadership style. And they don't even know it. And the reason they don't know it is because they've never really viewed the topic of leadership styles as something that can be motivating or demotivating to those that they lead. Instead, most people don't give the topic much thought. So what do you do? Well, you have two choices. You can keep doing what you're doing, and you're going to keep getting what you're getting, or you could learn your leadership style. And that's what we're going to talk about today learning how to lead others and what to do to be great at leading. So, if you're ready to understand your leadership style, then stick around. So, why this topic? Why would you want to learn your leadership style? Well, think of it this way. All leadership styles are not alike. And some are more effective depending on the situation, than others. Let's take a drill sergeant, for instance. Picture this. Picture a drill sergeant on the first day of boot camp addressing a room full of privates and asking them, hey, do you guys want to go for a, a 20-mile run? Now, do you think that's the best leadership style that the drill sergeant can use on day one? Absolutely not. Now, now picture a den mother, a den mother leading a group of Girl Scouts. Yelling at them like a drill sergeant, saying, Get out there and sell some cookies. Do you think that they're going to want to get out there and sell those Girl Scout cookies? Absolutely not. They're not going to sell any cookies. And that's why I wanted to do this podcast today, because I want you to understand yourself better and understand how to lead. In addition, I wanted you to understand what motivates you. So, What we're going to do are three things in this podcast. First, are leaders born or made so that you understand the truth about what's possible? Second, the six leadership styles so that you understand how to lead others. And third, the secret to leadership styles so that you can be more productive. Now, before we jump into those three things that we're going to talk about in this podcast, I need to ask you a few questions. What would your business be like and your life be like if you knew that you understood how to lead others and how to get better at leading them? Would you feel energized? Would you feel empowered? Would you like your business more? And would you apply what you learn? If the answer is yes, then let's begin. Are leaders born or made? So let me ask you this. Are leaders born or made? Now you might be thinking to yourself, some people are born that way. They're just natural born leaders. In fact, you may have even heard of the psychological theory of birth order, in which states that your personality is really shaped by when you were born in relationship to your siblings. In other words, if you were born the oldest, you tend to be bossy, power-oriented, and dominant, but you're responsible. If you're the middle child, you tend to be friendly and competitive. And if you're the youngest, you tend to be rebellious and a risk-taker. So you might think to yourself that just being the firstborn and being put in a situation at times of of taking care of younger siblings would create an environment of being a natural-born leader but I think it's more than that. I think anyone can be a great leader if they develop the seven skill sets of effective leaders that I outlined in the previous podcast, episode 90. If you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it. But here's a quick recap. Here's what they are. Communication, active listening, decisiveness, conflict resolution, vision, and delegation. Now, like I say, if you haven't listened to that, go back and listen to it, because improving those skill sets will help. Now, improving your leadership skill sets is important, but how do you, how do you become a great leader? It's by also learning your leadership style. And that is what we're going to talk about next. <music> The six leadership styles. For years, I've been exposed to Daniel Goldman's work on emotional intelligence. He has several books on on the subject of emotional intelligence, also known as EQ, or people smarts, being more important than IQ, (laughs) or intellectual intelligence. In his book, Primal Leadership, Unleashing the Power of Emotional Intelligence, he talks about six leadership styles. And as you hear each one of these, think to yourself, is that someone that that you know? Or does that leadership style fit this leadership style that maybe is your boss, a friend, a parent, or somebody else in your life that seems to be the closest one to that style? I know as I researched these, I, I realized that I knew a lot of people that it reminded me of, as well as myself. And finally, you might want to ask yourself, If this style is something that you want to be more like, or to be less like, the reason is not everyone connects with each leadership style, and not every situation calls for every type of style. Just think how those Girl Scouts would have felt with the Drill Sergeant Den Mother to sell Girl Scout cookies. They're probably not going to be very productive. So let's go into the first leadership style. (music) Leadership style number one. Commanding leadership. The commanding leader, which is one of the most aggressive of the six leadership styles, expects and demands immediate compliance to their orders. They have that style that, that accomplishes tasks by ordering or dictating or even demanding that people do what they say at times. A good analogy is the drill sergeant. But that's kind of an extreme. So this style of leadership is basically living by the motto, do what I tell you. (laughs) A commanding leader sets clear goals and objectives and communicates them to the team, who is expected to follow their direction. Commanding leadership style works well in organizations that need structure because they need policies, procedures, and systems. But also, this really works well when the team members lack the skill or expertise, such as a room full of rookies. Let's talk about the pros and cons of this leadership style. The pros are that commanding leaders provide a clear expectation or expectations that help improve performance. People know what they want because they just barked some orders. Team members who lack skill or expertise bond well because they need leadership. So the rookie wants to know what to do. Also, this leadership style, it actually works best in a crisis, because people want somebody who's going to be decisive. Here are the cons. If another team member knows more or has more experience, they're not going to follow this type of leader. Also, team members often hesitate to make any decisions, even small decisions on their own. Remember, commanding leaders don't welcome creativity. They don't want that. (laughs) Let's talk about when to use this style. Like I said, this style is best used in a situation where the company or the followers require complete turnaround, which is maybe it's an urgent crisis or there's no real active discussion in the group and nobody really knows what to do. An example could be during a disaster and dealing with underperforming employees, somebody that's about to get fired if they don't have direction. So how do you use this? you use the commanding leadership style by this. Number one, make sure you absolutely know what you want to accomplish. Number two, make sure everyone knows so they know what to do. Number three, make sure the team has the knowledge and tools that they need to succeed. Number four, make sure you reward the team for following your instructions. Now, as I was reading about this, It really reminded me of this group of advisors that I'm coaching. There's 18 of them. They're all rookies, and they're brand new. Some of these people are still taking their tests to get licensed. Now, I've got a structured way to to make outgoing calls and handle objections. In fact, it's easy. It's called the Advisor's Edge Worksheet. I did a whole podcast on this. This is a tool to teach advisors and agents exactly what to say and how to say it and how to handle objections. And it's on an Excel spreadsheet. So when a prospect says something like, I have an advisor, it's easy. You know exactly what to do. You just click the button with the objection resolution model technique, read right across the row. Podcast episode 78 is the Advisor's Edge worksheet. Check that out if you're curious to see what this is all about. By using this leadership style, showing them really what to do, I'm not asking them, I'm telling them. This works, and here's how you use it. Also, we role-play it every week, and we do it over and over and over again to make it easier for them to set appointments, and they are. Now, I might be the drill sergeant when it comes to these rookies, but they're reporting back that it's working, and it's creating a system of processes for them to know exactly what to do, how to do it, what to say, how to handle the objections, and it's giving them structure That they need so the leadership style works let's go to leadership style number two leadership style number two visionary leadership the visionary leadership style is also known as the authoritative leadership style it's a great leadership style when the company needs to change or when team members are willing to follow someone into the unknown future These leaders clearly understand what direction that the company needs to go, where the team needs to go, and what to do. See, they've got a vision. However, visionary leaders often don't appreciate or seek the opinion of others. If there are other members of the team who are experts, they may not blindly follow the visionary leader with, with whom they have a different opinion. You see, the visionary leader is basically living by the motto, Come with me. So let's talk about the pros and cons of this leadership style. The pros. The visionary leader has their eyes on the prize. They're not discouraged by minor setbacks. They don't even care because they're focused on the future. These leaders are good at creating plans to deal with crisis and unexpected obstacles. And the cons, there is often a problem with short-term focus. Visionary leaders aren't really crazy about other people's opinions who don't see the future the way they do. The problem is, is that visionary leaders have personalities that can be overwhelming. And they're overwhelming because of the company's goals and the brand so that the company becomes all about them. Now, when do you use a visionary leadership style? Well, here's when you use it. It works best when an organization doesn't really have direction. They've got no vision. See, this style allows you to set a new direction and sell your people on the new vision and the direction of where to go. So how do you do it? Here's how. Number one, set a clear vision for the future based on, on what you envision it to be. Number two, explain your vision clearly, but leave execution up to your team. So don't jump into the details. Number three. Help your team to problem-solve, but don't dictate the solutions. Number four, evaluate each team member's performance based on a single criteria. Here's what it is. Does it further the vision? Number five, you have to show empathy towards each team member. Try to understand them. It's your vision, not theirs, until they buy in. This leadership style reminds me of a conversation I had with my assistant Melissa, Melissa Denham in 2009 when I announced, quote, we need a book, unquote. So that was the vision. She asked me about the details. What will the book be about? What's the structure to the book? I explained the vision and here's what it was. To write a book about 101 challenges that advisors and agents have, the challenges would literally come from advisors and agents, not me. And the title would be 101 Advisor Solutions. And I already had the challenges and solutions from a message board that I did with the horse's mouth years ago. You see, after two years of writing, rewriting, and editing, and six months of formatting this book, 101 Advisor Solutions, a financial advisor's guide to strategies that educate, motivate, and inspire, it was done. <laughs> the vision became a reality. And in 2021, I had a second vision about a second book called Advisor Life, a business coach's collection of short stories with tools, techniques, and transformational moments. And that became a reality last fall in 2023. You see, back in 2009, I'd never written a book. And she had never edited a book. But I think as of this recording, she might have edited nine or 10 books by now. Oh, and she made both books better because she furthered the vision with her input. So the visionary style works when you need direction. Let's go to leadership style number three. Leadership style number three. Affiliative leadership. These leaders focus on relationship building. They want to create harmony within the team, which will lead to more productivity in the workplace. This leadership style works well When the team is in a crisis or when the new team is being created. See, a good example of this leadership style is the boss who brings in the birthday cake every time somebody has a birthday on the team. Or the boss who takes the employee out to lunch for hitting a record month. The affiliative leadership style will use the motto, people come first. (laughs) But this type of leader can sometimes get lost in the relationship building. They might focus too much on the friendship and not enough on the leadership. Let's take a deeper dive into the pros and cons of this leadership style. The pros. Affiliative leaders provide constructive feedback to the team members. Their relationship enables them to stop conflicts in the team very quickly, which is good. As a result, team members feel less stressed out and that the relationship with the leader is important. Team members also are willing to spend more time helping each other because everybody's a part of the team, and we're all friends. Here are the cons. Team members can sometimes take advantage of the leader. You see, the leader can be hesitant to criticize because they don't want to disrupt the relationship that they have. So when should you use it? It is very effective when you try to build teams. And you try to connect the teams together. You improve communication when you want to increase morale and repair broken trust. So you take everybody out to dinner and you connect with everyone. So if there is a breakdown in your team right now, it's time to create stronger relationships. How do you do this? Well, how you use this is... Number one, let team members make their own decisions. Number two... Focus on positive feedback instead of negative feedback. Number three, make an effort to bond with each team member individually. Remember their birthday. Praise them when they they do well in front of their colleagues, and so on. Or take them out to lunch when they have a record month. You know, it reminds me of when I started in this business. See, the affiliative leadership style is really what a lot of financial advisors, insurance agents, and wholesalers do that I've coached over the years. They build stronger relationships with their clients. And so did I. It's actually how I feel about my clients right now. Well, let me explain what I mean. Years ago, I realized strangers become clients and clients become friends. And I believe that. So I view my clients that I coach as friends. I really do. And their success is my success. And I tell my clients your client for life. Even if sometimes they decide to put coaching on hold, that's okay. I have an open door policy and they can call me anytime. If they've got a big prospect in the pipeline and they want to role play it, give me a call. I'm happy to help. And Recently, I had a former client call me while he was on vacation. I hadn't heard from him in five years. We had a great conversation and I'm glad I could help. You see, that former client is a friend. They all are. And I always have time for my friends. Let's go to leadership style number four. Leadership style number four. Democratic leadership. Democratic leaders encourage team members to participate and welcome ideas. This style of leadership is helpful in teams where members are highly skilled. So everybody's got Pretty much the same skill sets, and they've been in the business for a while. These types of leaders encourage their team members to participate, to be creative, to have new ideas. See, the democratic leadership style will use the motto, what do you think? But this type of leadership doesn't work well with a team that needs immediate results. Nor is it the best leadership style for a group of unskilled rookies who are just trying to figure everything out. Let's take a deeper dive at the pros and cons of the democratic leadership style. The pros. a democratic leadership style encourages creativity and innovation, like I said. And this builds trust among the team and promotes employee engagement. So employees are accountable and they produce quality results because they had ownership. They had some ideas. But here are the Cons. Democratic leadership can consume a lot of the time of the leader. You don't want that. If a democratic leader makes a decision that ignores the group's input and it turns out to be the wrong decision, they lose the group's trust. Democratic leaders can be too consultative and not decisive enough. So when do you use it? Well, democratic leadership works best when you, as the leader are unsure about the direction to take. But it also works well when when you have two possible directions to take and either will work. Here's what I mean. If you're a financial advisor, insurance agent, or wholesaler, you don't want your clients to view you as not knowing what to do. Instead, you can easily use this style when you have two possible recommendations, either of which will work, and you want the prospect to decide. So how do you use it? How do you use the democratic leadership style? Let's say that you lead a team and you want to get the buy-in for something. Here's how to do it. Number one, involve your team members in the decision-making process. Number two, make sure that they understand the problem. Discuss options and decide on a course of action. Number three, set deadlines to make sure that they decide on what to do. Number four, allow everyone the opportunity to express their opinion. So, this leadership style, the democratic leadership style, isn't really the best style to use with clients if you're a financial advisor, insurance agent, or wholesaler because prospects and clients want you to lead them. But it is, as I mentioned, a good style to use in a closing process when you have two recommendations. And it reminds me of a process that I teach. It's called the psychology of closing the second appointment. Let me explain what I mean. I teach a process that I call the psychology of closing the second appointment. It's a process to get the prospect or client to buy. The heart of this is all about the advisor's questions, comments, and concerns. So the advisor asks the prospect questions to take them down a path. I call it the question path. And at the end, there's a close. And it goes something like this. You could either keep doing what you're doing, or you could get benefit, benefit, benefit. Which one's better for you? Now, notice what I'm doing here. We're asking them in a democratic leadership model way, which is, what do you think? And they make the decision on their own, even before you show them the recommendations. Get this. It works. In fact, I had one advisor close 20 out of 21 people in a row using this style. Let's go to leadership style number five. (music) Leadership style number five, pace-setting leadership. The pace-setting leaders lead by example. In other words, they set the pace. Think of it this way. You probably have known of a top producer in the office that became a producing branch manager and they're still the top producer. See, the pace-setting leader's motto is Do As I Do. Pace-setting leaders aim for quality, performance, and high productivity. These leaders want team members to follow their footsteps and not question their decision. But the pace-setting leadership style won't work if a team member doesn't trust the leader and they rebel against the style. Let's take a deeper dive at the pros and cons of this style. So, the pros. Pace-setting leaders achieve goals on target and on time. Pace-setting leadership allows leaders to identify problems and provide solutions quickly. But here are the cons. Pace-setting leaderships can actually create stress and unmotivated teams suffering from a low morale. You see leaders are slow to praise each other, praise the team that is for a job well done because they just expect the best out of everyone, in fact, themselves. Team members can feel overcontrolled, and they can feel corrected quite a bit for any kind of little mistake that they do. You don't want pace-setting leadership in situations that create creativity because the pace-setter doesn't want somebody to be creative. So when do you use it? You use this style when you need fast results from from a motivated team. Let's say that you're a senior advisor and you have a huge book of clients and you're running a cross-selling campaign to set appointments with clients to do, let's say, life insurance because you don't really do a lot of life insurance. This is a great leadership style to use. But how do you use it? Well, you use it by this. Number one, show the team any tools that they need. Number two, lead by example. Show them how to do it. Number three, set the standard. And you explain the deadline. We're only going to do this campaign for a month. Number four, look for ways to do it even better. Like I say, the paysetter leadership style is perfect for this type of thing, a campaign. And it reminds me of a client that I have, a senior advisor of a huge team. And he wanted to get more referrals. I've talked about this before. And he wanted to lead the way, so we did. So we made a campaign out of this for six months. We had weekly team coaching sessions to improve soft skills, to connect with people. And we had bi-monthly accountability coaching sessions on top of that. And typically, he would lead the amount of referrals that were asked, or some of his team members, senior team members, would lead those. But the team was also asking for referrals on a consistent basis, everybody was. Now, within six months, they asked 83% of the client base for a referral, and they got 47% of the time they got a referral, and they generated 120 in new assets, 120 million, that is, in new assets in six months. With this leadership style and my coaching, he and the team did something most peers have never done. They've gathered a lot of assets in a short amount of time because they use this style let's go to the next leadership style leadership style number six coaching leadership the last of the six leadership styles is the coaching leadership style coaching leadership is the most effective when the leader identifies the strengths and the weaknesses of each team member and then provides guidance so the team member can improve you see the coaching leaders motto is Try this. <laughs> As a coaching leader, you develop your team through one-on-one interaction and coaching. And you build a great team over time. So, if that is what you want, a great team over time, this is the perfect style for you because this style is, is designed to build people up for the future. See, you understand that each team member's strengths and weaknesses are and You link them to their career aspirations. So in other words, if they get better at this, they'll probably get promoted. You help each team member set long-term goals, and you build a plan to achieve those goals. But Let's talk about the pros and cons of this coaching style. Coaching leadership style, that is. The pros. The coaching leadership style motivates the team members who enjoy being a part of the, the group. Team members receive clear expectations. They know what they're supposed to do, which creates skilled, productive individuals who can go on to coach others. And that's a huge plus when you coach them and they can coach others in the team. Here are the cons. Organizations that require rapid results shouldn't do this, shouldn't do the coaching leadership style because it requires patience and time. Coaching leadership only works if the team members are open to, to working with this kind of a leader. So when should you use this? The coaching leadership style is the most appropriate for people who want to be coached. And these employees are open to working on and improving their performance. So they're all in for the long haul. But how do you do it? Well, here's how you do it. Number one, make sure every employee has clear goals and objectives. Number two, Try and connect their goals and their objectives to the vision. Number three, make sure every team member has a plan to reach their goals. Number four, provide regular feedback and guidance and support. Number five, celebrate their success. You see, when you do that, then everybody's connected. See, when I think back to that team who gathered $120 in six months, I realized that we were also using the coaching leadership style which makes sense because I'm a business coach. (laughs) Let me explain what I mean. Everybody on the team knew what the two-week goals were. Everyone on the team knew how to accomplish the goals. Everyone knew that accomplishing the goal would get us further to asking most of the client base for referrals within six months. Everyone had a plan because they knew how to ask for referrals, and everyone got regular feedback every two weeks. In fact, we role-played every week in the first group coaching session that we had with them. and Everybody got recognition for accomplishing their goals. And finally, everyone knew it was a friendly competition to accomplish the goals. Well, hopefully by now you saw yourself in these six leadership styles. But what is the secret to leadership styles. Well, that is what we're going to cover next. <music> the secret to leadership styles. So I said we're going to cover three things in this podcast. First, are leaders born or made? Check. We did that. Second, the six leadership styles check. We did that too. Now what we're going to talk about is the secret to leadership styles so you can be more productive. Recently, I've noticed a pattern with my clients and that are financial advisors, insurance agents, and wholesalers. It's probably been there for years, but I just didn't see it. Leadership is a topic that is rarely discussed until there's a problem with someone my client is leading or someone that is leading my client. In other words, when things are going well, people don't think about their leadership style or the leadership style of their branch manager, regional manager, compliance, or HR. But when a staff member is being difficult or compliance calls and they're upset because you posted something on LinkedIn or Facebook that they didn't like, then people seem to think about leadership. In the case of the difficult staff member, one advisor client of mine didn't know how to get that staff member to change. In the case of the unhappy compliance call, one advisor client of mine wanted to know how to smooth things out with compliance. You see, the secret to both is to understand what leadership style to use and when. Also, the secret to leadership styles is to know how to use the right style, even when others are trying to lead you. Now, let that sink in when others are trying to lead you. What you can do is apply these leadership styles, and that's the secret. You can lead others that are leading you by using these leadership styles. And hopefully by now, you saw yourself in the six leadership styles that we covered. And you may have additional questions about how to lead your team, your boss, or your clients. If so, I wanna help Simply email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com and write, let's talk in the subject line and a little bit about the situation. I'll send you an email back. We'll set up a time to talk and do a free coaching session. Because if you do set up a free coaching session, I'm confident that you're going to get the solutions that you need to be a great leader. <music> Well, thank you for listening to this Advisor Solutions Podcast. If you liked what you heard, please be sure to subscribe so you can listen each week. Also, check us out on the web at advisorsolutionsinc.com. And finally, if you like what you heard and you want to know more about the Advisor Solutions Group Coaching Program or the Advisor Solutions Individual Coaching Programs, please email me at dan at advisorsolutionsinc.com. I would be happy to set up a free coaching session, if that's what you'd like. Again, that's Dan at com. Please join us next week as we help advisors and agents build a better business, one solution at a time.